Hi, everyone. This is Judy Minnick, and I'm part of IDEA's publications and content team. Welcome back to a new episode of IDEA's Listen and Learn CEC podcast, the industry's first and only audible CEC program. We have a truly fascinating article for you today titled, A Sensitive Subject, Understanding Food Allergy, Intolerance, and Sensitivity. It was first published in our November-December 2021 Fitness Journal, and it was carefully researched by a team of registered dietitians under the direction of our idea editor and contributor, Laura Quaglio. In summary, food reactivity issues seem to be on the rise. This feature discovers what this means for you and your clients and how you can coach them to appropriate nutritional solutions. But before we get started, here's a quick reminder of how this works. This episode contains information that has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 approval agencies, including ACE, NASM, AFA, ACSM, and NFPT. To claim your CEC, you'll need to pass a short quiz, which is available for purchase in the IDEA store. Look for the link to the quiz in the show notes. And to thank you for listening, at the end of the episode, I'll provide you with a coupon code to get 20% off the quiz. Now, of course, IdeaFit Plus members can access this quiz free of charge. Research shows that physical activity increases comprehension. So, as always, we encourage you to move while you listen and learn. This information is the perfect companion if you're working out, shopping, or even cooking. There's so much to learn here and we've divided the content into seven sections for you to explore. All the references are available at ideafit.com. Okay, let's dive in with an article overview. It's almost impossible to scroll through social media without seeing ads for a DIY food sensitivity test, and with good reason. Food allergies and tolerances are on the rise and in the public eye more than ever. According to FAIR, the largest private funder dedicated to food and allergy research and education, 85 million Americans are affected by food allergies and intolerances, and 32 million of them have a true food allergy that's potentially life-threatening. The number of children with food allergies has grown 4% every year since 2000, And there's a general agreement in the medical community that adult allergies are on the rise in the United States and other Western countries. Other nations appear to be following suit as they adopt a more westernized lifestyle. How do you handle all the incoming information in the realm of food allergies, intolerances, and sensitivities? Start by listening to your clients who may confide in you about food issues, food sensitivity tests, and restrictive diets. This article will help you to meet their questions with a basic understanding of the topic, including what distinguishes food allergies from intolerances and sensitivities, how these issues can impact health and fitness, and when it's appropriate to seek nutritional or medical guidance. Section 1. Is there a pass or fail test? In addition to people who have bona fide food allergies, there are plenty of people who think they have a food intolerance or allergy, but probably don't. In one study, 
19% of adults reported having a food allergy, although researchers estimated that only 10.8% of this group was correct about that. While unconventional food sensitivity tests, like mail-away blood and hair samples and online quizzes, may seem to be a perfect first step for uncertain consumers, they are frequently quite inaccurate and often misleading, according to Janice Vickerstaff-Jonija, PhD, owner of Vickerstaff Health Services. Jonija was head of the first clinic in Canada catering to the dietary management of food allergy, which opened in 1991 at Vancouver Hospital and Health Sciences Center. People are paying a lot of money and being told they've got a whole range of intolerances that they may not have, she says. In fact, a 2018 study by John M. Kelso, MD, of the Scripps Clinic Division of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology in San Diego, looked at the body of research on various unconventional testing approaches for food allergy. He concluded that all of the following tests were unproven, or in many cases, disproven. The ALCAT test, allergen-specific food tests, intradermal provocation neutralization tests, hair analysis, electrodermal testing, and applied kinesiology. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases also lists the following tests as non-standardized, unproven, and not recommended for the routine evaluation of the IgE-medicated food allergy. The basophil histamine release activation, lymphocyte stimulation, facial thermology, gastric juice analysis, endoscopic allergen provocation, cytotoxicity tests, and the mediator release tests, or the LEAP diet. For listeners who'd like to dig deeper, the details of these tests can be quite interesting and even surprising. Here's a case in point. The applied kinesiology test involves a person holding the suspected food allergen in an extended hand, while someone else presses down on that arm. It's based on the belief that when a body part is near an allergen, it will show weakness. Learn more at FAIR's website. The more you learn, the better you can make a case for seeking out reputable resources, information, and healthcare professionals. Diana Munoz Mendoza, MD, Assistant Professor of Allergy and Immunology at the University of Arkansas for Medical Science, reinforces the idea that this testing can be harmful. Food sensitivity testing and online quizzes about food allergies and intolerances can lead to extensive elimination diets that can cause nutritional deficiency without treating the underlying cause of the symptoms, she says. Registered dietitian Laura Gabowski, who works with children and adults at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York City, says, we are also seeing a lot of eating disorders related to dietary restriction due to perceived food intolerances and allergies. Here's the bottom line. Any management of a food sensitivity of any type must involve a dietary professional to ensure that if you take a food out of the diet, you put something back in that is nutritionally equivalent and to avoid problems related to dietary restrictions. 
Of course, it's out of the scope of practice for fitness professionals without appropriate nutrition credentials to provide specific dietary guidance, says Gabowski, who doesn't hand out individualized exercise advice either. We shouldn't be crossing paths the same way a painter doesn't do plumbing, she says. The goal should be us working together to achieve optimal health. Section 2. Food allergies, intolerances, and sensitivities. What's the difference? So, what are food allergies, intolerances, and sensitivities? And why is it so important to understand the nuances? Understanding the differences is important because appropriate testing and treatment are not the same for each, says Munoz Mendoza. Food allergy is a type of immune system reaction usually to a specific protein in a food. Food intolerance refers to difficulty digesting or metabolizing a particular food component. Food sensitivity as a term is still in debate. It's generally used to describe an inappropriate activation of the immune system to a food component, but one that doesn't produce antibodies or potentially lead to anaphylactic shock. However, notes Junija, many practitioners use the term food sensitivity broadly to cover any adverse reaction to food. Symptoms of food allergies and intolerances overlap with each other and with signs of other medical conditions, including life-threatening issues. That's why there are some significant problems if clients self-diagnose. Let's start with the worst case scenario. People who have a legitimate food allergy are taking their lives in their hands if they avoid diagnosis and appropriate treatment because they think they can handle it on their own or because they believe they have a sensitive stomach. A recent study by FAIR found that emergency room visits due to food-induced anaphylaxis, a life-threatening reaction to a component found in a food, have more than tripled over the last decade. Munoz Mendoza says this, a food allergy is difficult to miss because it occurs almost immediately after the offending food is consumed and usually involves skin in the form of hives or swelling. However, symptoms from food allergy, intolerance, or sensitivity that involve mainly the gastrointestinal tract can be vague or mimic other medical conditions. Those conditions may include a bacterial or viral infection, an eating disorder, motion sickness, stress, ulcers, or an adverse reaction to medication. She tells us that appropriate diagnosis is important so people know which foods could potentially cause a life-threatening reaction. Appropriately ruling out of food allergy is also important, she adds, because an incorrect assumption can lead to unnecessary diet restrictions. It can also delay the actual diagnosis. Moreover, when people say they have a food allergy, but they don't, they can indirectly harm people who do. For example, if people say they're allergic to peanut butter when they're really just avoiding it to lose weight, that perpetuates the misperception that food allergies aren't all that serious. You have the right to not have a food that you don't want, says Gabowski you don't want to take the truth of someone with a food allergy and make it your own when that's not the case. 
These are reasons why it's essential for anyone who suspects a food allergy to be evaluated by medical professionals, including an allergist. So, here are more details on each of these three categories of food reactivity. Section 3. Food Allergy Food allergies develop when a person consumes a food component and their immune system creates IgE antibodies. When the body is exposed to the allergen again, the antibodies recognize it and immediately mount an attack. This causes the release of histamine and other powerful chemicals called inflammatory mediators, which cause allergic reactions like hives, breathing problems, and digestive distress, and in the most severe cases, can lead to anaphylactic shock and death. Food allergies emerge most commonly in childhood, but they can show up throughout adulthood as well. In a JAMA Network Open report on a study of more than 40,000 people, 48% of food allergic adults reported that their allergy had developed in adulthood, not childhood. A food allergy is more likely to develop in people with other food allergies, other allergic diseases like eczema, hay fever, and asthma, and or a family history of food. Some people experience food allergies as a part of the atopic march or allergic march. This refers to a progression in allergic conditions throughout a person's lifetime. The atopic allergic march begins with eczema and moves on to food allergy, allergenic rhinitis, and asthma. This does not happen in everyone with allergies. While any type of food can trigger an allergic response, the eight food proteins that most commonly spark allergic reaction are found in cow's milk, eggs, fish, peanuts, shellfish, soy, tree nuts, and wheat. And FAIR has most recently added sesame to the list as well. In rare cases, carbohydrates can also cause allergic reactions. Reactions can range from mild to severe and can affect any organ system. A mild reaction may be a few hives or minor abdominal pain. A severe reaction can lead to anaphylaxis, which can cause a dangerous drop in blood pressure, loss of consciousness, and death if not treated immediately with an intramuscular injection of epiphrin. An allergic reaction will occur usually within a half an hour or up to two hours after consuming the food component. Symptoms typically impact multiple body systems, including the immune, digestive, respiratory, and cardiovascular systems. An allergic reaction will happen every time the person consumes or comes into contact with the food, although the severity may vary. Skin prick allergy testing, blood tests, and food elimination diets may be conducted, but an oral food challenge, which involves exposure to food in a clinical environment, is the gold standard for diagnosis of food allergy. There's currently no cure for food allergies, though researchers are working on preventive and therapeutic measures. Because food allergies are unpredictable, it's necessary to completely avoid foods to which one is allergic. 
A bite of food that triggers a mild reaction one day can result in anaphylaxis on another day, or even a bit later in the same day. Section 4. Food Intolerance One of the most important differences between food allergies and intolerances is that food intolerances are not the result of an immune response, so they're typically not life-threatening. With a food intolerance, the body is often unable to digest, metabolize, or absorb a particular food component. This causes a biochemical or physiological reaction, such as the release of byproducts or the buildup of a chemical in the body, which can lead to symptoms. For example, people with lactose intolerance lack the enzyme lactase to break down lactose, a sugar in milk products. So it ferments in the digestive tract, causing a buildup of gas that presents as bloating and other GI discomfort. Here are the food components most likely to cause intolerances. Lactose, a protein found in cow's milk and some dairy foods derived from milk. Histamine, found in fermented foods, legumes, shellfish, smoked meats, and certain fruits and vegetables. Food maps. These include fructose, lactose, mannitol, sorbitol, galacto-oleogosaccharides, and fructan, and caffeine that's naturally occurring in coffee and chocolate and may be added to foods such as power bars and energy drinks. While symptoms can occur soon after eating, they can also occur later or build over time, particularly if a person consumes more of the problematic foods over the course of a day. Symptoms of intolerance typically start in the digestive tract and include abdominal pain, bloating, gas, nausea, and diarrhea. But some symptoms, especially of histamine intolerance, affect other organs in the body. There's no definitive test to diagnose food intolerances. Once an allergist has ruled out food allergies, and that's an essential first step, a gastroenterologist may suggest a food elimination diet, which involves removing most foods from the diet and adding them back in while observing the physical response. Management of food intolerance may include limiting the intake of a food and taking enzyme supplements to improve digestion, like lactase to break down lactose. Because of the range of severity and timing of symptoms and lack of a diagnostic test, it's difficult to estimate how many people have food intolerances. However, some are more prevalent than others. The Global Autoimmune Institute reports that 65% of the world's population has lactose intolerance in adulthood, and about 1% has histamine intolerance. Section 5. Food sensitivity. The term food sensitivity is not an official medical diagnosis, but it is increasingly used to describe adverse food reactions that can involve immune system activation without the creation of IgE antibodies. Unlike with food allergies, food sensitivities do not pose a risk of anaphylaxis, so they're not life-threatening. And unlike intolerances, food sensitivity symptoms can affect systems beyond the GI tract. 
This category is now being used to identify food issues that are not caused by a food allergy or intolerance. Symptoms of food sensitivities can be tricky to spot because they can happen right away or up to a few days later. A food elimination diet, along with a food log and family and personal health history, can help identify food sensitivities. The most common food components that patients have reported as causing sensitivities are gluten, casein in milk and foods derived from milk, eggs, corn, soy, yeast, citrus, nightshade family produce like tomatoes, eggplants, or peppers, and legumes, including peanuts, nuts, and food additives. Section 6. How Food Issues Can Affect Exercise Fitness professionals are well aware that nutrition and recovery are every bit as important as training, regardless of the client's specific goals. When someone has food allergies, intolerances, or sensitivities, addressing them can have a significant impact on how the person's body responds to a workout, as well as other numerous factors. In a small study of elite athletes with 12 men and 10 women, medical professionals administered questionnaires and physical tests then provided each participant with a customized food elimination diet based on the results. After following their individual diets for three months, the athletes showed a significant reduction in body fat, though no change in weight, improved heart rate and increased flexibility, as well as a declining level of food intolerance. Here are a few other ways food reactivity can affect workouts and other fitness goals. First is asthma. Food allergies and asthma may coexist, and exercise has the potential to trigger or worsen asthma symptoms. This is another reason to recommend that clients with food allergy and or asthma concerns or symptoms be tested and that they bring appropriate rescue medications to every workout. Next is food-dependent, exercise-induced anaphylaxis. This type of food allergy can be unpredictable and life-threatening. With this condition, the person has an allergic reaction only when a particular food component is ingested a few hours before exercise, most commonly vigorous exercise. It's difficult to diagnose because symptoms may not show up for one to four hours after consumption of the food. If the person eats the same food at rest or exercises before eating the food, the symptoms don't occur. The third thing that can happen is inflammation. The gut microbiome may influence how the body reacts to certain foods. In some cases, the lining of the intestine can become permeable, a condition sometimes referred to as leaky gut. This allows the movement of molecules from the intestinal tract into the bloodstream where the immune system attacks them. The results can be chronic inflammation. Next to consider is mental health. Managing a food allergy can impact mental health, both for those with the allergy and for caregivers. People with a restricted diet may struggle with social anxiety or depression. 
And it's common for parents, especially mothers, of food-allergic children to experience anxiety. In addition to referring a client to a mental health professional as needed, fitness professionals can provide support by validating their clients' feelings and encouraging people to focus on the benefits of adhering to their treatment plan. The fifth area is performance. We've all known people who struggle with GI symptoms surrounding competitive events. Regardless of how normal this may seem, it warrants a discussion with at least the primary care provider, as the cause may simply not be pre-race jitters. Extensive elimination diets can also impact performance if they're not created by a nutrition professional. Self-restricting can lead to deficiencies in macronutrients like muscle-building protein and micronutrients like bone-building calcium, vitamin D, and many others. This can affect current and future performance, as well as the recovery period between competitions. The final consideration is weight. Some studies have found that children with food allergies, especially multiple ones, to be below average weight for their age. Adults, however, are generally more concerned about weight gain. Research has not shown a link between food allergies or intolerances and weight gain. However, adults with these and similar conditions may notice abdominal bloating that can mimic the appearance of excess weight. For adults who are looking to lose weight, Junisia notes that it's vital to diagnose and treat any food allergies and intolerances, if present, and to stabilize the diet before turning the attention to the weight loss. Section 7. Ways Fitness Professionals Can Help For fitness pros, it can be challenging to understand scope of practice regarding nutrition. Find out what your state legally requires regarding nutrition coaching so you are sure to stay within your area of authority. Start with the website for the Commission on Dietetic Registration. That's cdrnet.org. That's the credentialing agency for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Also check with what your fitness certification says regarding this topic. Here are 10 other things fitness professionals can do. 1. Assess. Ask clients about food allergies and intolerances when doing initial assessments as well as follow-ups, just as you would with any other health condition. 2. Connect. Get to know local registered dietitians who specialize in food allergies and intolerances. You may want to partner with one of these RDs if you'd like to focus on training people with food issues. Searching is easy on eatright.org's Find a Nutrition Expert page. 3. Refer. If you suspect that a client may have a food allergy or intolerance or is engaging in restricted or disordered eating, refer the client to his or her primary care provider right away. The physician can assess the symptoms and refer the client out further for allergy testing or tests to rule out a possible pathology. 4. Encourage. When working with people with a medical diagnosis of food allergy, 
encourage them to talk with their doctor or dietitian if their eating plan isn't working for them or if they want to lose or gain weight. Five, understand. Ask to see the list of foods a client does not have to restrict so you can share recipes or cooking tips to make it easier to stick to the prescribed eating plan. Six, learn. Seek additional training and certification in nutrition. At least 10 fitness organizations offer additional training in nutrition. You can also learn more about food allergies specifically by enrolling in the free Fair Food Allergy Academy, which offers online classes, interactive trainings, and educational content. Seven, guide. Help clients learn how to read food labels. While healthcare providers and registered dietitians will alert clients to what they must avoid, you can reinforce where to find key information on food packaging. Eight, protect. Discourage clients from sharing food or bringing unlabeled food products like homemade snacks into your professional setting. You never know whether clients have an allergy that they haven't disclosed or that is not diagnosed. Nine, double check. Make sure clients with food allergies or other life-threatening allergies always bring emergency medication, including antihistamines and an auto-injectable epinephrine device to the gym whenever you're working with them. 10. Highlight. Guide clients toward reputable sources for additional information, such as research studies that call into question the validity of unconventional food sensitivity tests. One last thing, if you have food allergies, you can play an additional and extremely helpful role at the cost of just a few minutes of your time now and then. Join the FAIR Patient Registry, which tracks more than 12,000 people's response to more than 200 allergens. Initially, you'll complete a profile and take some surveys, and later you may be asked to log a food reaction at times or answer some other questions all with strict anonymity. One recent FAIR study reported that at least 50% of the respondents experience at least one allergic reaction per year, with nearly 10% coming from intentional exposure to a food they know they're allergic to. Every food allergy patient's experience is unique, so the more patients who join and contribute to this registry, the richer the data will be for medical researchers, like myself, who are seeking to understand as much as we can about life with food allergies, says Dr. Gupta, FAIR's medical advisor for public health and education. This data will help speed the development of life-changing treatments and improve patient care. This concludes the education in this episode of the Idea Listen and Learn CEC podcast. Kudos to Laura Quaglio, as well as Janice Vickerstaff-Jonija, Diana Munoz-Mendoza, and Laura Gaboski for this interesting and comprehensive piece. You'll also find a chart that summarizes this article on our website at ideafit.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this food journey. I appreciate your attention and your dedication to being the best professional you can be to best serve your clients. 
It's a quick reminder that this education has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 certification agencies. To claim your CEC, you'll need to pass a short quiz, which is available for purchase at the Idea Store. The link is in the show notes. Use coupon code NDFJ21 to get 20% off the CEC quiz. And remember that if you're an IdeaFit Plus member, it's completely free. So stay tuned. We'll have more exciting content that's been approved for CECs coming soon.